ಶ್ರವಣಂ ಮನನಂ ನಿಧಿಧ್ಯಾಸನಂ ಲಿಸನ್ ರಿಫ್ಲೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎಬ್ಸಾರ್ಬ್ ಡಿಯರ್ ಲಿಸ್ನರ್ಸ್ ಸಾಯಿರಾಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಟು ಅವರ್ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಸೀರೀಸ್ ಇನ್ ವಿಚ್ ಎ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಬೈ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಇಸ್ ಪ್ಲೇಡ್ ಇನ್ ಸ್ಮಾಲ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫಾಲೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಈಚ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಎ ಶಾರ್ಟ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕಷನ್ ಇಸ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಟೇಕನ್ ಟು ರಿಫ್ಲೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆನ್ ದ ಮೆಸೇಜ್ ದಿಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಎ ಸೆಗ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಸಾಯಿಸ್ ಥರ್ಸ್ಡೇ ಲೈವ್ ಹೋಸ್ಟೆಡ್ ಬೈ ಸಾಯಿ ಪ್ರಕಾಶ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪ್ರೇಮ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಥರ್ಸ್ಡೇ ಎಟ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಥರ್ಟಿ ಪಿ ಎಂ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಆನ್ ಏಷ್ಯಾ ಸ್ಟ್ರೀಮ್ ಆಫ್ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಸಾಯಿ ಗ್ಲೋಬಲ್ ಹಾರ್ಮನಿ ಟುಡೇಸ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ವಾಸ್ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಬ್ರಾಡ್ಕಾಸ್ಟ್ ಲೈವ್ ಆನ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಏಪ್ರಿಲ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟೀನ್ ದ ಡಿಸ್ಕೋರ್ಸಸ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಟೇಕನ್ ಫಾರ್ ಸ್ಟಡಿ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪ್ರೋಗ್ರಾಮ್ ಆರ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಸೀರೀಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕೋರ್ಸಸ್ ಡೆಲಿವರ್ಡ್ ಆಸ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಸಮರ್ ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಇಂಡಿಯನ್ ಕಲ್ಚರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುವಾಲಿಟಿ ನೈನ್ಟೀನ್ offering a most loving pranams at bhagwan's lotus feet the listeners we welcome you to this week's episode of shravanam mananam nidhyasanam now we are back and ready to start this fourth discourse in the series we are going through the 1991 summer course series and we completed three discourses this is the fourth one and we're going to start that this week so before we talk a little about the discourse we had till the last week Let me invite Brother Sai Prakash, as always, to join all of us. Sairam Sai Prakash. Sairam Prem. Yes, this is the fourth discourse and Swami is going to start off with one of the Upanishads. Right. Isha Vasya Upanishad. That's the title of this uh, chapter. But before we go on to that, as you rightly said, a quick recap of what Swami has spoken in the last discourse. Right, I think the... past couple of discourses were uh, very enlightening to say the least as mm-hmm. all other discourses but uh, as we've discussed many times even in the previous series there seems to be a certain uh, structured approach and uh, a theme based approach when it comes to samukos discourses right where swami is you know set out uh, that i'm going to speak about this and in fact uh, before he concludes the discourse he even says that what he's going to speak in the following discourses or the discourse which is following next that itself gives a certain amount of a, a very profound approach to that entire topic and theme because every discourse of swami is like that but that's what sometimes makes samukos discourses pretty special yeah and uh, as we discussed even in the previous episode swami comes back to this issue of sanskara and culture and refinement and he says it's a kind of the essence of bharatiya culture so our culture is based on sanskara refinement and um, i think the pre discourse ended with how babar told his son that uh, you know you are going to rule a land so rich in its culture you should not forget the importance of that and um, learn the lessons that it offers right in fact uh, there's one theme which swami is going to speak in this discourse mm-hmm. Uh, we were discussing about it last week also where swami speaks of the four important things that should define your life yes. you know kala karana and kartavya we'll mm-hmm. come to that because it's a very interesting part mm-hmm. but more or less it gives us a idea of why swami is uh, whenever he speaks about indian culture praises it so much 
as i always say when i'm talking about patriotism you know if i am patriotic about being an indian it's a different thing right but here is somebody who has the choice <laughs> of uh, choosing the country to be born in and you know uh, a patriotic indian by birth you right. know by choice by choice <laughs> is a is a patriot by choice right. it only comes to show that you know the previous discourse swami spoke about tatva masi yes when there is this idea that this is my goal Mm-hmm. to realize my inner divinity that will flow into each one of these four aspects that swami is going to speak of today where you speak about what is your duty how will you spend your time mm-hmm. and what do you see as uh, productive time uh, spending and what do you see as a purposeful life all of that changes the moment you place for yourself a goal so lofty that's true in fact i had a misplaced notion mm-hmm. that uh, most of the upanishads give you only the gyan part of it the wisdom part of it yes of course they do show you pointers but the way swami is expanding here in this discourse he has taken two themes tyaga and uh, sacrifice and bhoga uh, bhoga pleasure pleasure right pleasure and sacrifice these are the two topics swami is about to speak how beautifully he brings it out in this chapter so you know i was always under the impression that the upanishads is purely it gives you what the truth is it mm. teaches you what the truth is but it also apparently shows you how to attain the truth how you should reflect it in your day to day life i right. think that's what and in fact uh, general commentaries on ishavas upanishad say that uh, it's special because it's very very precise it's one of the uh, shortest mm-hmm. upanishads but at the same time its definitions are equally precise okay you know it, it deals with defining what the atma is and what is the divine within is mm-hmm. it doesn't deal much about the duality aspect mm-hmm. or as the last week we saw the tatvamasi so beautifully swami said you know this is tat that mm. is tvam and what bridges it is asi whether is it mind? is mind whether it is nature whether it is uh, you know the process which takes you there but this upanishad is said to concentrate more on the definition of the divine within each individual mm-hmm. but of course you know when you go through these discourses it really you know your heart <laughs> kind of pleads out you know why don't we all read more of swami's discourses very true it's so very beautiful randomly you know when you go through a discourse you find that there is so much there is i mean endless wisdom and every time you go through a discourse any discourse you are sure to be surprised with some beautiful concept which will catch your attention you know just this word upanishad swami when he spoke every moment was an upanishad because when he taught and um, uh, the different scenarios come to my mind you know like you are sitting right in front of swami in the kulvant hall and swami is giving a discourse that is one form of upanishad earlier he would give discourses in the bhajan hall and then there are these beautiful interviews that swami would give group of students like your 10th class students come <laughs> your uh, undergraduate student come and everything was an upanishad you know <laughs> we would sit right next to him in the interview room then three sessions kodai sessions kodai canal sessions you know you sitting right at the feet of the master that is upanishad that's what you know he is always so many when even as you're describing that mm. how many scenes how many hours swami has spent standing in that portico talking to the students exactly exactly mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, putting his hands at the back and gently right. swaying from one side mm-hmm. to another shifting his weight from one feet to the other <laughs> for hours you hours. know 
45 minutes at a stretch at one point then take a few steps mm. and then would uh, speak to somebody else and that beautiful footage we have of uh, mm. one of the summer courses in Vrindavan mm-hmm. where Swami is standing on the parapet wall and addressing the youth exactly the early 70s <laughs> right without any mic I don't think there was even a translator yeah from the scene it appears like they are doing some social service mm. and Swami chose to you know interact with them and Swami is standing there on the parapet wall and speaking and all of them are laughing and <laughs> you know the only thing that comes to my mind is here Swami is going to talk about Tyaga and in essence what he says is give up the fruit of your action if you see Swami himself has exemplified that you know he at the end of 10 years or 15 years he could have said I have told so much why are you people are not following that he just gives that he is a source but he is not looking for results that he has left he says i don't expect anything from you and you can see because it's not possible for anybody to come back with renewed energy with absolute 100% commitment and involvement in every three session when he starts speaking you can see the involvement as if you know the moment he finishes that discourse the whole humanity is just going to change with that <laughs> level of commitment and that level of assertion swami gave every speech yeah, it reminds me of what uh, one of the mba students was sharing mm-hmm. this used to happen very often swami would get very upset with students once in a while I mean, that's the beauty you know when you're saying this swami never expected swami mm. but there would be times when swami would say that i'm fed up with you boys none of <laughs> you are changing and that's no use talking to you and right. there was a discourse where swami said i'm going to stop giving discourses in school because you're not following right you no know, swami would if i could put it that way he would put up some acts like that yes. probably at least that way we'll get pinched yes. and this is one occasion when uh, these mba boys swami was very upset with and swami went to the extent of saying swami said i am shanta swarupa mm. <laughs> <laughs> he said i am the one who's in eternal peace and you boys have managed to spoil that peace <laughs> <laughs> so he said I'm fed up you my boys have managed to you know uh, uh, upset that eternal peace then what do I say <laughs> but that's the thing you know if somebody was really upset like that mm. he wouldn't come back the next day and then continue the same way exactly, right exactly it's he just uses everything to you know poke us make fun of us mock us or you know lovingly guide us or uh, inspire us something so that uh, you know you pick it up and do it for your good right exactly and that again his love that's it right <laughs> You know, in the Upanishad Vahini, Swami has actually is told why this Upanishad is called Isha Vasya Upanishad, mm-hmm. and uh, it derives its name from the first, first word, word of the, of the Upanishad right. itself. So the first verse is Isha Vasya Midam Sarvam Yat Kinchat Jagatyam Jagat Tena Tyaktena Bunjita Ma Griha Kasya Swidhanam. So he says in this, the meaning is all things of this world are transitory. are enveloped by the lord who is real reality of each who is indeed the real reality of each <laughs> and he says therefore they have to be used with reverent renunciation without covetousness or greed for they belong to the lord and not to any one person <laughs> so i think this is the meaning of the first shloka in the isha vasya upanishad and that's how the upanishad gets its name as isha vasya upanishad right So I think we'll uh, start with this discourse. Right. This is definitely going to be another thrilling journey into this discourse of Swami. So, dear listeners, this is the discourse that Swami delivered on twenty fourth of May, nineteen ninety one. As we said, it's the fourth in the series. 
the title of the discourse in the summer showers book is isha vasya upanishad renunciation and pleasure so if you're following us with the text that's the discourse you'll have to pick up so we'll over now to the first clip of this discourse satyam bulandunde sarvam busrutinche satyam bulandunde sarvam busrutinche satyam bulandanage sarvasrushti ಸತ್ಯಂಬುನಂದುಂಡೆ ಸರ್ವಂಬುಸೃಷ್ಟಿಂಚೆ ಸತ್ಯಂಬುನಂದಡಗೆ ಸರ್ವಸೃಷ್ಟಿ ಸತ್ಯರೂಪಮುಲೇನಿ ಸ್ಥಳಮೇದಿ ಕಲುಗುಣ ಶುದ್ಧ ಸತ್ವಮದಿಯೇ ಚೂಡರಯ್ಯ ಶುದ್ಧ ಸತ್ವಮದಿಯೇ ಚೂಡರಯ್ಯ ಸತ್ಯಂಬುಲೆನಟ್ಟಿ ಸ್ಥಳಮೇದು ಕನುಗೊನ್ನ ಶುದ್ಧ ಸತ್ವಮದಿಯೇ ಚೂಡರಯ್ಯ ಶುದ್ಧ ಸತ್ವಮದಿಯೇ while remaining in truth everything is created the entire creation subdues merges in truth there is no place where there is no truth actually speaking if you find and see it is pure unsullied truth alone ಏಕಂ ಸತ್ ವಿಪ್ರಾ ಬಹುಧಾ ವದಂತಿ ಸತ್ಯವು ಒಕ್ಕಟೇ ಅಯಿನಪ್ಪಟಿಕಿನಿ ಋಷುಲು ದಾನಿಕಿ ಅನೇಕ ನಾಮವನು ಚೆಪ್ಪುತು ಒಚ್ಚ ಬೌದ್ ಟ್ರೂತ್ ಇಸ್ ಒನ್ ಸೈನ್ಸ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಬಿನ್ ರೆಫರಿಂಗ್ ಇಟ್ ಟು ವಿಚ್ ಇನ್ ಸೆವರಲ್ ವೇಸ್ ಸತ್ಯಮು ಏ ಒಕ್ಕರಿ ಸೊತ್ತು ಕಾದು truth is not the entire property of anyone ye okka deshamulakunu sambandhinchinatundi kaadu is not related to a particular country ye okka matamulakunu sambandhinchinatundi kaadu is not restricted to any single religion ye okka kaalamulakunu sambandhinchinatundi kaadu is not bound by any specific time desha kaala patra matam atithamainatundi oka satyam it is something beyond the time the space and the road anni deshamula varu anni matamula varu anni kalamula varu kudanu ee satyanni anusarinchatamlo sarvadhikaram untundi people of all countries belonging to various castes the religions of various times have got authority to know this truth satyam evarini anusarinchadu tatti manavudu kudanu satyamune anusarinchali truth does not follow anyone everyone will have to follow truth manava pitamahodainatunti manu ee satyamune jagatunuku prabodhistu vachadu manu the earliest one propagated truth 
మనువు నుండి ఆవిర్భవించినటువంటి వాడు కనుక మానవుడు ఇతనికి మనుజ అని పేరు వచ్చింది యాజ్ మ్యాన్ హెస్ కమ్ ఫ్రమ్ మనువు ఈస్ కాల్డ్ మనుజ మానవుడు సత్యవాత్ పరిపాలనకై సర్వమును త్యాగం చేయాలని కూడా మనువు యొక్క శాసనం ఇస్ ద కమాండ్ ఆఫ్ మనువు దట్ మ్యాన్ షుడ్ బి ప్రిపేర్ టు సాక్రిఫైస్ హిస్ లైఫ్ టు అప్హోల్డ్ ట్రూ కానీ దేశకాల పరిస్థితుల ప్రభావాన్ని పురస్కరించుకుని ఈనాడు దీనికి విరుద్ధమైన మార్గమును అనుసరిస్తూ ఉన్నది బట్ సంథింగ్ ఆపోజిట్ కాంట్రీ ఈస్ గోయింగ్ ఆన్ బేసింగ్ ఆన్ ది ప్రెజెంట్ టైమ్ అండ్ ద సిచ్యువేషన్ సత్యం జన విరోధాయ అసత్యం జనరంజనం సురా విక్రేయతే స్థానే దధ్యాదికం పీత్వా గృహీ గృహీ సత్యం జన విరోధాయ అసత్యం జనరంజనం ఈనాటి మానవులకు అసత్యమే అతి రుచిగా తోస్తుంది ఫర్ ద మ్యాన్ టుడే ద ఫాల్స్ హుడ్ ఇస్ ప్యాలెటబుల్ సత్యము విరోధముగా భావిస్తుంటారు హీ టేక్స్ ట్రూత్ యాజ్ అన్ ఎనిమీ ఈనాటి మానవుడు అన్నింటినీ తెలుసుకునేందుకు ప్రయత్నిస్తున్నాడు కానీ సత్యాన్ని తెలుసుకునేందుకు ప్రయత్నించటం లేదు మ్యాన్ ఇస్ మేకింగ్ ఇన్ ఎఫర్ట్ టు అండర్స్టాండ్ ఎవ్రీథింగ్ బట్ హీ డజంట్ ట్రై టు అండర్స్టాండ్ ది ట్రూత్ సత్యము నుండి ఏ సర్వభోగములు సర్వభాగ్యములు లభిస్తూ ఉన్నవి ఇట్ ఈస్ అవుట్ ఆఫ్ ట్రూత్ ఓన్లీ వన్ గెట్స్ ఆల్ ద ప్లెజర్స్ ప్రాచీన కాలమునందు సత్యం వలనే ప్రభువును పాలన చేయగలుగుతూ వచ్చారు it's because of truth only the ancient kings ruled the kingdom satyame seelamu satyame matamu satyame pranamu satyame tapassu satyame daivamu it is the truth which is the character it is the truth which is religion it is the truth which is life it is truth alone itti nitya satyamulu vismarinchi prakrutamaina anityamaina asatyavanni vishwasinchi మానవత్వాన్ని కోల్పోవటంలో మానవుని యొక్క బలహీనత ప్రకటితమవుతున్నది ద మ్యాన్స్ వీక్నెస్ ఇస్ క్లియర్లీ ఎవిడెంట్ బికాస్ హీ హస్ గాట్ ఫుల్ ఫైట్ ఇన్ దిస్ ఎఫిమరల్ క్రాన్స్ అండ్ ఫిజికల్ వరల్డ్ అండ్ హీ డజన్ ఫాలో ద ట్రూత్ విచ్ ఇస్ పర్మనెంట్ అండ్ ఇటర్నల్ మనువు మరొక విషయాన్ని కూడా నువ్వు జగత్తునకు ప్రకటితం చేస్తూ వచ్చాడు మనువు ఎక్స్ప్రెస్ ద సెకండ్ ఆస్పెక్ట్ ఆల్సో టు దిస్ వరల్డ్ సత్యం బ్రూయాత్ ప్రియం బ్రూయాత్ స్వప్రూజాత్ సత్యం అప్రియం అనగా ప్రియము కదా అని అసత్యం ఆడకూడదు బికాస్ ఇట్ ఈస్ యాక్సెప్టబుల్ టు యూ డోంట్ అటర్ ఫాల్స్ అప్రియము కదా అని కేవలము సత్యమును కఠినంగా చెప్పకూడదు డోంట్ అటర్ ట్రూత్ ఇన్ ఆల్ సీరియస్నెస్ బికాస్ ఇట్ ఈస్ అన్పాలిటబుల్ ప్రతి మానవుడు కూడాను సత్యమునే పలకాలి Every man will have to speak Preeti karamayana kundi satyani palakari He should speak it in an acceptable way Dhirine Bhagavad Gita yandu Anutvega karam vakyam satyam preeti hitam chayat Anutvega karam vakyam 
సత్యం ప్రీతి హితం చేయండి ప్రీతి హితముగను అనుద్వేగముగను ప్రీతిగను ఉండాలి ద ట్రూత్ షుడ్ నాట్ హ్యావ్ ఎనీ కైండ్ ఆఫ్ ఎమోషన్ ఇట్ షుడ్ బి యాక్సెప్టబుల్ అండ్ షుడ్ బి అటర్డ్ ఇన్ ఆల్ స్వీట్నెస్ రైట్ సో దట్ వాస్ ది ఫస్ట్ క్లిప్ ఇన్ దట్ డిస్కోర్స్ అండ్ స్వామి స్టార్ట్ స్పీకింగ్ ట్రూత్ఫుల్లీ ఇట్స్ ఎ ట్రీటైజ్ ఆన్ ట్రూత్ రైట్ స్టార్ట్స్ విత్ దట్ బ్యూటిఫుల్ పద్యం ఆన్ ట్రూత్ which you heard many times from Swami. Was it in this series that Swami defined truth as uh, being in sync with the conscience? In one particular discourse, I think in, in the first discourse, Swami says that. Mm. Swami says, when, uh, what is truth in word? Okay. When whatever you say is absolutely in sync with your conscience, okay. then you are speaking truth. Then you are speaking the it truth. It is not facts. Mm. Swami says, facts is a different thing. Facts is, Swami would say that. No, it, it changes with time and place. like saying that i'm wearing a white shirt it changes 2 hours from now mm. but truth is swami says in the true sense it is that which words that reflect your conscience beautiful and uh, that's one thing which is going on coming uh, as swami was describing this but of course before that swami uh, speaks about uh, manu and how manu had also mentioned this in uh, his work right swami as himself said Satya Sai Baba I am the embodiment of truth he has said that every word that comes out from my mouth is truth often times we don't understand the total import of what swami is saying at a given point in time but some day or the other in life you know we'll understand oh swami told this long time back and i think that's a common experience people always go back to mm. what swami said and uh, you know the kind of importance that swami is giving to truth it is like having prepared us for what he is going to teach he says first know what the truth is so once you understand the truth and you know what the truth is then let us see how you are endeavoring to grasp it or right. you know realize and that of course swami makes this statement which is almost central to the theme of indian culture swami says ekam sat vipra bahuda vadanti mm. so i would say that many times in fact uh, many even western scholars when they speak about the glory of indian uh, tradition and uh, sanatan dharma they always quote this sentence right. saying that ekam sat viprabhada vadanti it automatically gives you so much freedom mm. to experiment with your journey correct nothing is shut to you mm. as long as you have your uh, earnestness in place right and swami says as long as you're honest and that's a very important thing in in another discourse swami says one of the most important qualities for a sadhaka is to be honest with himself very true you know to be truly look at yourself and say that i'm doing this right i'm not doing this right i'm having happiness i'm not having happiness you know that kind of honesty automatically you can take any route to reach that truth in fact i think swami has mentioned to one of his devotees mm-hmm. that in this pursuit for truth you are a sadhaka you are searching for truth you are uh, enquiring and for attaining liberation moksha whatever we call ami says there is only one thing you have to do mm-hmm. do not follow anybody <laughs> 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 because each one's path is different and uh, as you rightly said you know that honesty and that um, honesty with yourself mm-hmm. you know how far i have gone and um, that will lead you on this path of enquiry of truth right just as aside you know because when we are talking about truth and when we are talking about spiritual um, earnestness 
it's a common experience with most of us and most of swami's devotees and most of people around the world you know you may ask for many things and many things may come to you or may not come to you but it's been my experience and it's been many people's experience that if you pray to the lord for some guidance on a spiritual matter you're going to get it sooner than you know mm. you know it comes to you when you when you seek like for example there is something i want something spiritual i just pray to the lord lord give me this and it will find its way to you either through a book or through somebody coming and telling you something so you know when you have that earnest thirst for truth god gives you ample you know right in fact i think even when we were students <clears throat> i've heard swami say that and many of our teachers also would say that especially when you start something when you right. start on a sadhana or you say that i want to start reading this mm. i want to start practicing this you will see that that immediate response from swami will be that encouragement which comes in which uh, in fact know, as you say that i am reminded of one beautiful story it means in, uh, experience which i had mm-hmm. when we were in the primary school one of our teachers would read out a from a book i think the saint of india or it's about shirdi baba right, right. the life history of shirdi baba right, it's right. written more in a, a story form type, right. like a mm-hmm. novel and um, there was this chapter on megas and megas devotion how he came and did abhishekam on lord shirdi babas mm-hmm. and um, the whole beautiful description was very enthralling and i liked it a lot when our teacher used to read it aloud i always thought in my mind someday i'm going to get this book and read it from end to end mm-hmm. because she would read it in parts so then i thought someday i should uh, get hold of this book and years passed that was in 7th standard 8th 9th 10th 11th standard mm-hmm. suddenly this interest came back again mm-hmm. and i said uh, by the time i reached the 11th standard i was wondering what is the name of that book mm-hmm. is it saint lives in india or saints of india a saint of india you know mm-hmm. I, even the title of the book was not clear in my mind but i just prayed i said swami somehow i want to read that book mm-hmm. you won't believe it i come back in the evening the book is right there in my cupboard <laughs> in my shelf mm-hmm. in my cupboard and the cupboard was closed mm. opened my cupboard you know i was frozen for for a few minutes wow <laughs> i took the book i went around asking mm-hmm. whose book is this how did it land up here please tell me whose book mm-hmm. whose book mm-hmm. nobody had an answer <laughs> nobody had an answer and i was in tears mm-hmm. i was in tears you know i started reading the book mm-hmm. you know those days there was this uh, uh, liberty as you would say we could send a letter to swami mm-hmm. and say acknowledgement due <laughs> okay in, right right <laughs> in the earlier uh, year swami would himself put a signature with love baba and then i think uh, because too many students were doing it there came a stamp which would say with love baba okay. <laughs> and um, that was acknowledgement from swami that he right. received your letter that he received the letter you know the beautiful part is as i completed this book i was so lost and engrossed in this book and i had sent a letter such with acknowledgement mm-hmm. to you i was seated on the d floor of the hostel in one corner and just reading this book because i just wanted to read it in silence and i was coming to the, towards the end of the book so engrossed and i was so enjoying the book suddenly one boy comes up to me and says here is an acknowledgement from swami mm-hmm. so you know the day i completed the book i get the wow. acknowledgement from swami <laughs> mm-hmm. so you know this is an experience which many people have 
when you are earnest you just want to know the truth you know you take that one step i'll take 100 steps so true it is very true in fact i remember one scene it was very so poignant when we were students mm. we were all fledglings in that sense of you know uh, the spiritual path we really were clueless what i always recollect of those days is you no know, more than being spiritual more than becoming something in the field of spirituality you knew that you had to do something to please swami right like becoming spiritual pleases swami so you know so be it exactly. that's how it was mm. and so lot of these boys would get into meditation and they would try uh, japam and all sorts of things and i remember one of my classmates a simple boy from one of the cities not much knowledge about swami's works and all that before he became a student so he used to sincerely try to do meditation and so once we had come from brindavan mm-hmm. and we were sitting in the third block okay. which is straight to the uh, bhajan hall door right. so when swami comes out of the interview room swami walks straight and comes to that place where we are sitting yeah so swami went into the interview room with some devotees and this boy went into his meditation Okay. okay so he started doing meditation and he was lost in it mm-hmm. and we all remember that scene you know the moment swami would step out mm. there would be either snapping of fingers like that or you know some <laughs> kind of signal that swami hey, swami is come so all of us would put away our books and then right. uh, turn towards swami mm. so this boy was lost in meditation so people are snapping and people are doing all that and he was not opening his eyes mm. so he was lost mm. <laughs> and we saw swami started coming towards that block okay Okay, so now the snapping will not work. So they started nudging him. Okay. So from there, Swami saw mm. that here is this boy trying to do meditation in Pilosar, <laughs> you know, yeah. trying to wake him up. Mm. And Swami from there said, "Hey, mm. don't disturb. don't disturb him." Swami mm. gestured, "Don't do that." Mm. And Swami came right in front mm. and a little distance from that boy. You know, Swami stood there. Swami stood for a few minutes. I don't know what transpired uh, mm. between that boy and Swami. Then Swami stood there for a few seconds in front of that boy, looked at him. Mm. and Swami said don't disturb him and then Swami continued in his own I mean very small things uh, but you know that every step that you take you know with sincerity Swami was really there to encourage, encourage. not was there is, is there. there you know if very you try true. it out you definitely will know that in fact uh, by the way just to complete that story oh, sorry. I, uh, <laughs> no I am just remembering right. that after I completed that book mm-hmm. suddenly a uh, boy came running and Uh, maybe a day or two afterwards mm-hmm. uh, saying that uh, uh, mr ramon rao is asking uh, he has lost a book <laughs> the life of he is asking for that book where is that book has anybody seen that book i said here it is please take it <laughs> so mm-hmm. i had to give the give the book back mm-hmm. but you know it came and in fact as you were mentioning that other incident one of my classmates mm-hmm. in way back in the primary school he was engrossed reading a book and um, swami came out and he didn't realize and uh, swami came and stood right in front of him he didn't realize then suddenly he saw the swami's robe and then he looked up and swami is saying good boy good concentration good concentration <laughs> and yeah. then i think swami asked him what do you want to become and he said doctor mm-hmm. i'm not mm-hmm. sure but i think swami and he is a doctor now in mm-hmm. the us mm-hmm. so he is a doctor but swami you know that encouragement in every field right that's it absolutely then i think and that's the beauty of taking to the spiritual path you know having devotion to swami correct right? now you could be an uh, follower of truth or as swami is saying a sadhaka in, in any way but to have swami by your side as you i think in the last season you had mentioned you know it was a very weird thing mm. that here is the swami in front of you right. you know that swami is within you you yes. know that the swami is your goal yes. you know that what all that you are doing is to one day reach him right 
and you know that he's the one who's beside you who's holding your hand and being your companion very true it's it's a completely different thing altogether yeah it's a totally different thing because here is the path here is the goal here is the source here is <laughs> and, and we all knew it it's it's we all felt it that way that exactly. here is that all in all going back <laughs> to, to the this. discourse yeah and swami goes on to this uh, beautiful part where he says you know people are scared of truth mm-hmm. in a sense you know people perceive truth as their enemy and derive mm-hmm. enjoyment from falsehood correct this is actually very true in many ways you know i think even this afternoon we were having a discussion that we were saying that lot of people are scared to confront this you know oh, i will lose everything you know mm. uh, there is one spiritual master used to say that i will give you realization right now mm. you know i'll give you absolute bliss right now okay but will you tear away your degree certificate <laughs> you know you you have to tear away and throw away your degree certificate all your medals and all your things are you ready mm. So he says nobody is ready because you know you don't want to give that security which you have in your hand mm. for a guaranteed thing which is such larger than uh, the small joy that you have i mean i remember that when swami is saying this people are scared of truth and you know they see truth as their enemy and uh they would rather take recourse in falsehood you no know, again i mentioned this several times but it just comes to my mind again and again so powerfully what uh, shri nisargdat maharaj said mm-hmm. he said master if you know we really go behind the self and realization and we try to understand who we really are mm. what will happen to our jobs our family or this thing and all that he says when the whole house is on fire <laughs> why are you bothered about on matchstick right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you are in it completely when you are in it completely and swami would say so many times it's so easy to speak the truth and it's so difficult to utter a lie so because if you utter a lie then you'll have to have a lot of backup plans mm-hmm. and you'll have to have a whole chain of lies to support mm-hmm. your one lie right when he says if you utter the truth it's so simple yeah as swami is speaking about truth and as i said then that particular definition which swami had given mm-hmm. that uh, to align your actions and th- and your words to that conscience to that inner voice is actually living by truth Right. you know the ultimate truth is a completely different uh, experience when we get there but in day to day life some would say that a truthful life is that when you're constantly keeping yourself aligned to that inner voice mm. uh, watching an interview mm-hmm. of uh, vvs lakshman okay know, we had the opportunity to win interview him this was of course an interview on a tv channel mm-hmm. i mean it just uh, thrills you that here is really somebody who is uh, follow swami's message wherever he is mm-hmm. of course he did speak fondly about swami even in that interview okay he said how he has a very good rapport with sachin tendulkar because mm. they get to talk so much about swami in the dressing room <laughs> wonderful he said that mm. but then uh, there was this incident in his career they were asking him about because he is mm. somebody who very abruptly announced his retirement mm. he did not even tell the captain that he is retiring okay he almost in the middle of a series mm. he retires and suddenly calls for a press conference and retires mm. So the interviewer asked him you know what was behind it mm-hmm. do you regret it mm. do you feel you would have done it a different way and he says i couldn't have done it any other way mm. he said because the battle had started between the inner voice and the mind oh he says from inside mm. it was very clearly telling me that you're not doing the right thing Mm. So and he explained it okay so beautifully he mm. said see as a youngster when i started play, uh, playing cricket i said i want to become a cricketer for india mm. okay so he said i have come to a place where me still continuing to be a cricketer is in a way hurting the indian team 
Okay. Okay, and this inner voice was not letting me sleep. <laughs> he's saying mm-hmm. he's going constantly telling that you're not doing what you wanted to do. You're not doing what you wanted not to do. Not able to do. Mm. Okay, so it, he said at one point it had to be just then. Mm. You know, there was no thinking about it. There was no discussing with family. He did not even uh, speak to his family and coach and all of them. Okay. He said I just had to do it then because once it becomes a battle between inner voice and the mind, you know, there's nothing. I mean. to say it out so honestly right and he is saying that you know he was of course giving the logical idea behind it he said that if i retire now the person who takes my place mm-hmm. will have the opportunity to play a home test before he goes for an away series oh okay and he says if i wait till the end of the series who is coming in is going to come directly to a away series which is not good for him mm. it was so beautiful and when swami says this you know uh, that you should have the courage to follow truth correct and uh, i think that's what it is all of us face it in everyday life you know to that opportunity to stand by truth when you need to muster all your courage to do that <laughs> in fact uh, elsewhere i think swami has defined satya sa is divinity of course satya is a path to attain divinity ta is okay. tapas and then ya is yama sense control so he says mm-hmm. just in the word satya ya is yama ta is tapas and he says tapas is what harmony of thought word and deed and ya yama is that is sense control mm-hmm. as we are just redefining satya this way again we go back to simple things that we tried out to please swami what tapas did we do and what yama did we do swami says don't talk too much mm-hmm. so then we all thought okay let us keep maunam let us keep silence that will please the lord and it did please the lord <laughs> <laughs> we decided to keep silence and then there bang on swami's telling you know my 10th standard students they have decided to keep silent <laughs> nobody needs to tell him mm. it makes him so happy that you have taken a step the moment you keep silence it reaches him the moment you do little, little effort immediately is there to reward you and that holds good for every day then i think at some point you look back at those days and you know that I think uh, more than anything else is one statement which we often uh, hear in speeches you know mm-hmm. uh, life with swami is endless hope right I think that's something which is so important even now when you look back when you're narrating such small incidents you know mm. it is possible to please god I think that itself is such an important thing which uh, we all need to remember what is coming very strongly to me is that you know those days we thought making a beautiful card and showing to the to swami is what will please him or you know singing a bhajan is what will please him preparing for a speech or doing your part in sports meet we thought we should do something to attract swami's attention so that, that will please him but now we come to understand that every action we should do to please him he says i don't need it he does not need my singing he does not need my art he does not need anything he needs only me so he says even if i cook with that dedication and if i offer it to the lord that's that's what it is so he says from trying to do few actions we think so uh, you know at that point in time even studying i would uh, study you know like many of the students we would study because in case you know we get a gold medal swami will be so happy mm. no we would aim for that to make swami happy that was the way we grew up So when we start doing everything to please the Lord, automatically success will be yours. I remember one of my seniors telling me that. Mm-hmm. You no, know, when initially we joined, he said when you pray before an uh, exam, mm-hmm. 
we all go to that you know ganesha becomes mr popular during exam times <laughs> right. we all know that mm. we all tend to pray for ourselves you know we have mm. learned and some you would say that you pray to ganesha you will remember mm. your, your memory power will be good so we all end up praying that you know let mm. me remember what i was studying during the exam let me not get too panicky but the senior told us you know when if you want to please swami even at that time mm-hmm. he said when you go to ganesha you pray that ganesha enable all of us to get that much marks that will please swami beautiful, beautiful. he said you know don't ask that i want this much marks or mm. we want this much marks mm. he says give us as much marks as it is required to please swami <laughs> <laughs> and all of us not just me the whole um, fact of saying samastha loka sukino bhavantu the truth that we get from that he says this ekam sat vipra bhauda vadanti that is the same thing you when you pray for everybody's happiness you are seeing the happiness of yourself means your happiness lies in everybody's happiness right and of course the last part of this clip swami speaks about uh, this famous subhashita where it said satyam bruyat priyam bruyat na bruyat satyam apriyam speak the truth speak pleasingly and don't speak the truth which is not pleasing unpleasant unpleasant <laughs> <laughs> so in, we used to when we used to study this in school you say the only option is don't speak at all <laughs> don't speak the truth you know don't speak uh, unpleasant words and don't speak the combination in this way in <laughs> that way but uh, again you know when this one uh, quote mm. suggests that truth is much beyond just spoken facts yeah it is and uh, I, a lot of intention comes into play right w- what is behind the words you know what right. is behind the what is the emotion behind the words i think that comes to the forefront in fact one of his discourses swami says the satyam bruyat priyam bruyat nab bruyat satyam apriyam mm-hmm. these are three stages he says adi bhautika adi devika adhyatmika oh nab bruyat satyam apriyam is adhyatmika mm-hmm. because this may be the truth but how you speak it or how you express it or don't speak it nabruyat don't speak right. satyam apriyam i think swami would say that right socrates mm. stops a rumor monger uh-huh. and says ask mm. yourself these three questions okay you know there's a person who comes up to socrates and says i want to tell you something about one of your uh, disciples mm-hmm. okay so socrates stops him there mm. and he says before you tell me what it is mm. answer these three questions okay is it is it pleasant or unpleasant mm so he says it's unpleasant mm. okay because of hearing this will you benefit anything or will i benefit anything <laughs> <laughs> so he says no mm. uh, i mean having said it or having not said it it's not going to make much of a difference mm. then he says and then he says are you really sure that it it is true mm. so he says no i've just heard it from somebody else okay so he says then why say it at all mm. it's not pleasant Mm. and it may be the truth it may not be the truth and it's not going to benefit anybody correct so even if it is the truth 50% mm. chance that it is the truth mm. so the other two answers a questions it doesn't answer so why why not just give, not say it at all so as you said you know the intention part mm. is usually discounted when you speak about truth right and uh, this particular and for swami quotes also was from the gita yes where swami says that the same uh, theme is expressing the gita too right so i think we'll go to the next clip the second clip we can end with a second clip right kannulu leni vyaktini manam chusinappudu when we see a blind man nijamuga ataniki kannulu ledu idi satyame 
యాక్చువల్లీ స్పీకింగ్ హెస్ నో ఐస్ దట్ ఈస్ కానీ సత్యము కదా అని ఓ గుడ్డివాడా అనిపించినప్పుడు అతనికి అప్రీతి తోస్తుంది because he is blind you cannot address him oh blind man it will be quite unacceptable to him aa padam vinagane ataniki manasuku baadha kalugutundi the moment he listens to that word he is hurt mentally palikiradi satyame kaani vyaktiki apriti kaliginchindi the truth is said but it has not pleased the individual oka kuntivaadini chuchinappudu when you see a lame man kaalu levani satyame manaku telisindi we know the fact that he has no legs kaani atani wo kruntiwada ani pilichinappudu atani manasu baadha kalugutundi but he is hurt mentally when you call him your layman kanuka satyamainappudikini ataniki baadha kalugunatundi margamulu puraskarinchukoni veroka margamulu atani pilichatamu chaala uttamam it may be truth but it's a noble way to present the truth in an acceptable way satyamu satyamani itallaku baadha kaliginchetundi satyamulu kodanu మనం ప్రవేశపెట్టుకోరాదు కాలింగ్ ఇట్ ట్రూత్ యూ షుడ్ నెవర్ హర్ట్ ఎనీబడి ఇన్ ఎనీ వే కనుక మానవుని యొక్క నడతలను సక్రమైనట్టుగా లేనప్పుడు మానవుని యొక్క వ్యక్తిత్వాన్ని కోల్పోతాడు వెన్ మ్యాన్స్ బిహేవియర్ ఈజ్ నాట్ ప్రాపర్ హీ లూజెస్ ఇస్ వెరీ పర్సనాలిటీ కనుక మానవత్వం యొక్క వ్యక్తిత్వాన్ని మనము అభివృద్ధి గావించుకున్న వారినన్నా సత్య మార్గము ప్రీతి మార్గమును మనం అనుసరించాలి టు అప్హోల్డ్ హిస్ పర్సనాలిటీ అండ్ ఇండివిజువాలిటీ ఫాలో ద ప్రిన్సిపల్ ఆఫ్ ట్రూత్ ఇన్ అన్ సమస్త వేదములకు ఉపనిషత్తు శిరస్సు వంటిది ఉపనిషత్ ఇస్ ఎ ఫార్మ్ ఆఫ్ హెడ్ టు ఆల్ వేదర్ ఈ ఉపనిషత్తులకు ఈ శావాస్యం అనేటువంటి ఉపనిషత్తు శిరస్థాయికి కూడినటువంటిది అమాంగ్ దీస్ ఉపనిషత్ ఈశావాస్య ఉపనిషత్ ఈజ్ ద హెడ్ ఈ ఈశావాసిక ఉపనిషత్తు కేవలము ఒక యజుర్వేదమునందు శుక్లవేదమునందు కొంత మంత్ర రూపమై ఉంటున్నాయి ఈశావాస్యోపనిషత్ ఈస్ కంటైన్ ఇన్ ద ఫార్మ్ ఆఫ్ మంత్ర ఇన్ యజుర్వేద అండ్ శుక్లవేదం ఇది కర్మ మార్గమును పురస్కరించుకొని ముప్పై తొమ్మిదవ అధ్యాయం వరకు కూడా ప్రబోధిస్తూ వచ్చింది ఇన్ ద ఫీల్డ్ ఆఫ్ యాక్షన్ కర్మ మార్గ until 39th canto it explained everything nalavayo adhyayamlo praveshinchitappatiki gyanamunu prarambhistundi right from 40th chapter it enters into the field of wisdom akkade nundi e vishavashopanishatthu prarambham avutundi from that chapter ishavashopanishat commences karma munaku pratibhalinchetundi gyanam the action is propounded by wisdom జ్ఞానమునకు ఆధారము కర్మ ద బేస్ ఫార్ విస్డమ్ ఈజ్ యాక్షన్ కర్మ జ్ఞానమును సమన్వయం కావించేటువంటిది ఉపనిషత్తు ద కోఆర్డినేషన్ బిట్వీన్ యాక్షన్ అండ్ విస్డమ్ ఈజ్ డన్ బై ఉపనిషత్తు కనుక మానవుడు చేయవలసినటువంటి కర్మలు తప్పక చేసియే తీరాలి సో మ్యాన్ షుడ్ అండర్ టేక్ ఆల్ యాక్షన్ ఎక్స్పెక్టెడ్ ఆఫ్ విన్ మంచి మంచి కర్మలు మంచి మనస్సుతో ఆచరించాలి ఈ షుడ్ అండర్ టేక్ గుడ్ యాక్షన్ విత్ గుడ్ మైండ్ ఈ కర్మ యొక్క ఫలితము నేనే అనుభవించాలి అనేటువంటి అభిమానములకు అవకాశం ఇవ్వకూడదు ఈ షుడ్ నాట్ హ్యావ్ ఎ కైండ్ ఆఫ్ అటాచ్మెంట్ టు ఎంజాయ్ ద ప్రూఫ్స్ ఆఫ్ హిస్ గుడ్ యాక్షన్ నేను చేయటం వల్లనే ఈ కర్మ యొక్క ఫలితమును పొందగలిగినాను అనేటువంటి అహంకారములకు అవకాశం ఇవ్వకూడదు ఈ షుడ్ నెవర్ గివ్ స్కోప్ టు ద ఫీలింగ్ దట్ ఐ షుడ్ ఎంజాయ్ ద ప్రూఫ్స్ ఆఫ్ దిస్ గుడ్ యాక్షన్ ఈ అహంకార అభిమానములు మానవునికి కర్మబంధితుని కావిస్తుంది 
is only ego and attachment which will bind him ee isha vashikopanishattu nandu manavudu ye bhogamunu anubhavinchinattini anubhavinchavalasu vachinanu tyagam cheta bhogamunu anubhavinchamani prabodhistu vachindi isha vashikopanishattu declared man may enjoy all the pleasures and affluence but he should enjoy them with the spirit of sacrifice kevalamuku nitya jeevithamulo మానవులకు భోగమునకును త్యాగమునకును పొత్తు కుదరదు ఇన్ డైలీ లైఫ్ దేర్ ఇస్ నో రిలేషన్షిప్ యాక్చువల్లీ స్పీకింగ్ బిట్వీన్ అఫ్లుయెన్స్ అండ్ సాక్రిఫైస్ త్యాగి కేవలం భోగము జోలికి పోడు ద మ్యాన్ ఆఫ్ సాక్రిఫైస్ విల్ నెవర్ బి ఆఫ్టర్ ప్రాపర్టీ భోగి త్యాగమును చింతించదు ద మ్యాన్ ఆఫ్ అఫ్లుయెన్స్ విల్ నెవర్ థింక్ ఆఫ్ సాక్రిఫైస్ ఇలాంటి పరిస్థితిని ఎందు త్యాగముతో కూడినటువంటి భోగమును అనుభవించటము ఇది ఏ విధంగా సాధ్యమవుతుంది అండర్ దీస్ సర్కమ్స్టాన్సెస్ హౌ ఈజ్ ఇట్ పాసిబుల్ టు ఎంజాయ్ ఆల్ ద ప్రాఫిటే విత్ దిస్ ప్రిన్సిపల్ ఆఫ్ సాక్రిఫైస్ దీనినే ఈశా వాసికోపనిషత్తు ఆచరణలోని అహంకారమును అనుభూతిలోని ఆసక్తిని రెండూ విసర్జించినప్పుడు త్యాగమునకు భోగమునకు ఎట్టి భేదము ఉండదు ఈశా వాసికోపనిషత్ డిక్లేర్ వెన్ యూ హ్యావ్ when you do not have any kind of this ego or when you don't have any kind of desire there will be no difference between this pleasure and sacrifice kanuka ahankara asiktulato kudinatvanti yokka karmalu evi chesinappadikini ivi bhogamuto kudina tyagamule tyagamuto kudina bhogamule so long we undertake actions coupled with this ego and the desire it amounts to sacrifice coupled with affluence ee ahankara adhumanamulu yendu స్వార్థము స్వప్రయోజనము శూన్యం ఇన్ దీస్ థింగ్స్ దిస్ అటాచ్మెంట్ అండ్ ఆల్సో సెల్ఫ్ ఇంట్రెస్ట్ ఆర్ టోటల్లీ మిస్సింగ్ స్వార్థ స్వప్రయోజనము లేనటువంటి సర్వ కర్మలు కూడాను త్యాగముతో కూడినటువంటి భోగము లేదు యాక్చువల్లీ స్పీకింగ్ ద సెల్ఫిష్నెస్ సెల్ఫ్ ఇంట్రెస్ట్ ఆర్ కంటైన్డ్ ఇన్ దిస్ అఫ్లుయెన్స్ కపుల్డ్ విత్ సాక్రిఫైస్ కనుక ప్రతి మానవుడు కూడాను విధిగా కర్మలు ఆచరించి every man should undertake action in aacharane yokka phalitamu aneetundi ahankaramulaku avakasam ivakoodadu he should never give scope to the understanding that is the result of the fruits of his action nenu chesina karma yokka phalitamu karukani deenni taane anubhavincharanikunte abhimanamu kodaru avakasam andincharadu he should not give a scope to the feeling that i alone should enjoy the fruits of these actions being the doer myself idiye aatmatattvamu prabodhinchinatundi ee shavasya this is explained in isha vasya upanishad that reveals atmic nature ee vidhamainte ahankaramulaku abhimanamulaku tyagam gaavinchi anubhavinchinatvanti bhogame nijamaina yogamani kodanu nirupistu vachindi the real yoga comprises in sacrificing this ego and attachment and thus in so i think swami is <laughs> entered the subject area <laughs> proper yes so i'm speaking so beautifully about uh, renunciation and uh, bhoga or pleasure seeking how it is uh, appears so contrary but uh, there is a beautiful way of pursuing both and that is the right way exactly and you know it's like the essence of karma yoga it's is actually the whole secret of karma you know if i understand what swami is saying if i understand it right do your actions you are entitled to do your actions of course that's what karma nevadikaraste says but never with the intention of enjoying the fruits of your actions 
I mean practically how is it possible suppose I am going to do an action I'm doing it because I want the end result of that action so this is the whole um, trick in this karma yoga like yes you have to act suppose I'm doing a painting I'm doing a painting because I want something nice to come out I'm supposed to do the painting not expecting the result it's not expecting that the painting should be good so this gap i think swami has answered elsewhere also he says so how do you do it you have to do it with intention with interest you have to do it with your dedication you have to do it in trying to excel and trying to reach perfection so the best way to not expect results is offer it to the lord right i think that's what swami right Abs- absolutely i think in uh, one of the discourses we were going through sometime back in the other program we came across this beautiful discourse mm-hmm. where in one paragraph swami puts this whole thing you know where he says uh, the moment you bring this idea of worship mm-hmm. work is worship mm-hmm. you do everything that you do as an offering mm-hmm. you know what happens is swami saying that you separate these two the mm. action and the result is separated right so the action becomes an offering mm-hmm. the result becomes the prasadam from the lord let's say i am making an offering let's say i am preparing a naivedyam for the lord mm-hmm. okay that will be perfect in its way mm-hmm. and what comes is always perfect you know the moment you accept whatever comes to your life as swami would say that whatever happens is good for you and mm. that is uh, god's prasadam mm-hmm. you will be ready to accept everything and you you've achieved this you know this most difficult what appears to be the most difficult task of separating doing your action with complete involvement mm. and receiving what comes with complete detachment you know in that sense how fortunate we are that you know we know bhagwan we have spoken to him we are you know he has given us the opportunity to be contemporaries and live with him because we have an image of whom we are offering all our actions right, to right. when swami was here physically he would say i'm doing this to please swami and now we have to work with that spirit in our hearts mm-hmm. as i think one of our teachers would say that there would be many occasions when uh, you know it would very often happen let's mm-hmm. say there is there are some students swami wants to correct them mm-hmm. there will always be an indirect way and many times it would happen that a senior lecturer would get the <laughs> you know the dose from swami mm-hmm. to convey the message to one of the students there right and many times it would happen and uh, this lecturer was telling us that initially he was a little uh, uncomfortable with this mm-hmm. he would say that swami i have not done anything wrong mm. you know why are you coming in uh, shouting at me for this and sometimes you know you you have that feeling that if anybody would understand me mm. you know, the world is full of people who will misunderstand you if there's anybody who will understand you and your intentions it is swami correct and if swami is coming and pointing out a finger when you have not done a mistake it's quite unsettling <laughs> sometimes so he he would say that he was very uh, uncomfortable when swami would do that and then he said that one thing which brought back a little bit of balances mm. when he recollected and he said how many times swami would come and praise me for nothing mm. you know for small acts swami would come and praise so much mm. swami would say mm. oh. and every time swami would come and speak lovingly to me there was nothing that i did which warranted that kind of grace from him right so when grace comes that way your you know your <laughs> arms are open and you you accept it as though you always deserved it mm. and why should you react like this when you know the uh, contrary comes and i think that's precisely uh, if you even look at one of the greatest uh, qualms which people have with the karma theory you know why should i get something now as a 
result for something which I've done long, long back and I have no idea about. Mm. You know, I have done something in past birth or when I was a kid. Rather than, you know, let's say you want to discipline a child. When the child does the mistake, you give it a spanking and say what you did was wrong. So mm. at least the child will remember it. Mm. it. It's simple logic. Why do you have to be given a punishment for something which when you have forgotten what the initial mistake was? I think mm. one of the reasons why it happens like that is for this. So that you stop connecting your actions with results. Very true. Very true. In fact, if it were instant, then we don't know whether we would act. Right. <laughs> Half the time we'd be I mean, thinking... We would it, become so selfish and self-centered. Uh, we, we would think of the results in every small thing that we do. Right. It's absolute selfish uh, approach to... Right. I mean, uh, we'll constantly be thinking, what's in it for me? Yeah. And here beautifully he says, ego and attachment. Ego and attachment are what bind you to your actions. Right. That's such a powerful <laughs> and beautiful... This action happened because of me. Mm. That that feeling, Swami says. Attachment yeah. and ego bind you to actions when that, that feeling is there. It has so many layers right. of meaning. Like suppose I am a surgeon and I am going to perform surgery. On the operating table, what should I do? Should I concentrate on the surgery or think that I am not the doer, Swami is the doer? Of course I should concentrate on the surgery. And I should do the surgery to the best of my ability and offer it to the Lord. You know, I think that is the attitude. Uh, and then, you know, so after you have done your best, you have given your best, in case the surgery is successful, that's good. In case it doesn't turn out, which also happens, then you are not affected by it. Right. I think uh, one practical way of looking at it is, I mean, at least I find it easier to look at it that way. In our daily life, I think always we are trying to fix blames. You know, mm-hmm. something goes wrong mm-hmm. either you want to blame yourself or you want to blame others both are equally dangerous you know, when you blame yourself you get into your own shell of uh, you know you, you find it so difficult to forgive yourself and uh, you don't get out of that uh, depression for a long time or we are trying to blame somebody else right. you know, I didn't do this somebody else did it mm-hmm. but when you do this kind of a thing when you you know as Swami would say as you, the example that you gave as a surgeon at that time you are talking about responsibility Mm-hmm. you do an action something goes wrong you take responsibility for that mm. you know, you're not blaming yourself oh god I've done this oh I'm such a sinner it's not mm. that sort of a thing mm. you say okay it's happened through me so if somebody has to take responsibility for it it's me mm. but I'm not going to as Swami would say get so attached to that result saying that it is my result you know to that extent that you get bound to the action mm. it also makes you a, a person who is able to review your actions in a more uh, detached. You know, detached manner exactly. which is more effective that is the Tyaga is speaking right. about. <laughs> that that, is that's the Tyaga. You know, you very objectively look at yourself. I did mm. this. This was the result. Mm. Maybe I have to do a little bit of modifications in the way I did it. Mm. Rather than saying that oh, it's my result. You know, mm. both ways. When it's good or bad, you get so obsessed with the result. Mm. Either you end up uh, you know, being on top of the world or you're in, in the abyss. In fact, uh, as we mentioned earlier... One theme which really comes through in every chapter of Bhagavad Gita almost is Sukha Dukhe Same Kritwa and you know be equanimous. Be equanimous to whatever happens. So if you are going to be equanimous to the results of your actions, so you are not affected by it. That is the ideal way because you take everything that happens to you as the will of God. Right. I think uh, in, in another place Swami says this. It sounds very difficult. Mm-hmm. But one way of getting into this kind of action is start doing 
little acts of you know selflessness exactly where uh, the results are not seen <laughs> the results are not obvious and such we are not that, we are not keen also on right, the right so you're not waiting for it you know you perform <laughs> the act you're not like your other ac- activities like you know, you're waiting for the salary to come at the end of the month hmm. or you've written an exam you're waiting for a result hmm. do acts in certain places where uh, you know there is no way it is going to come back to you or there is no way uh, you will see that coming to your life the more you start doing that some says that you will enjoy it so much that you will start doing even your regular activities like that there was this beautiful series of talks given by swami gurupriyananda i think his name is sarvapriyananda uh, sarvapriyananda but there there is another okay. guru right. whom i was listening to he was speaking in tamil okay okay he i i'm forgetting his name anyway um, he brings about this comparison between karma and karma yoga okay okay he says karma is action mm-hmm. yes you do karma what's the difference between karma and karma yoga so when you do it with the right intentions mm-hmm. it is incremental it's incremental so you can't say that okay i have done 10 selfless acts and the 11th one i had selfishness so all my first 10 are gone they are of no use no it's not it doesn't work like that you still have got those 10 10 mm-hmm. acts of selfless selfless acts that you have done to your credit okay it's incremental karma on the other hand if you attach yourself to the results and you know it is it is not incremental it is one or zero <laughs> you know it's that way so in the spirit of dedicating your results to the lord you win all the time and he says that is karma yoga it's incremental every act matters in fact this beautiful sight comes to my mind we had gone to badrinath mm-hmm. and um, there i was just stunned when i saw this because i was standing there and deep below ganga is flowing the river ganga is flowing with tremendous force and energy and and right on top about i would say about 15 20 meters from where the river was flowing mm-hmm. there was lot of snow here and there and the snow was melting mm-hmm. and a drop by drop it was falling into the ganga mm-hmm. at that moment it struck me that it is these drops that form this mighty ganga you cannot overlook these drops every drop is adding to ganga if you overlook the importance of a single drop i will say you know how does it matter it's after all a drop but it is these drops that make the mighty ganga so i think everything starts with a single act right and as i think another speaker beautifully put you know the beauty of selflessness is mm-hmm. either you can do an act selflessly mm-hmm. but the beauty is you can make the act selfless even after it is done okay <laughs> like you know even when you are doing it if you are doing it with a selfish motive with the eye on the result mm-hmm. he says you can give it up even after the act is done okay <laughs> you know when after doing it when you say uh, you know krishna arpanam or saishwara mm-hmm. uh, arpanam or something that's what even swami told i think uh, brother sonam was sharing the other day mm-hmm. even when you are doing it like that as an afterthought even if you offer it to god it becomes a selfless act beautiful that concession is given as <laughs> concession well. is there i think going by what we're discussing now i think our role is do the speaking as much as we can and don't bother about if listeners are writing to you or not <laughs> or listening to us or not but dear listeners nevertheless we would love to listen from all of you what you think about this program and any suggestions you have and we do hope that all of us together as a family are able to go into these discourses which are simply priceless There's nothing more to 
uh, see about these discourses. Right. So we have so much gratitude to Swami to offer for giving us this opportunity through this program to do that, and we hope all of you also have the same opportunity by listening to us and being with us. So do join us again next week. I'm sure some of the points which Swami made in the last clip will definitely need a revisit next week. We'll do that exactly. So with much humility, we offer this humble effort of ours at Swami's Lotus Feet. Happy listening. Sai Ram, you just heard an episode of our radio series, Shravanam, Mananam, Nidithyasanam. Listen, reflect, and absorb. This is a segment that is hosted live on Thursdays at 7:30 p.m. by Radio Sai's Sai Prakash and Prem, only on Asia's stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony. Today's episode was first broadcast live on 21st April 2016. The discourses undertaken for study in this program are from the series of discourses delivered as part of the summer course. in indian culture and spirituality 1991 dear listeners to listen to the next part of this program tune in same time next week please do write to us and let us know what you think about this program by writing to listener@radiosci.org thank you and sairam from prashanthinilayam